sense the presence of God in this place. Jesus, I thank you right now for your Holy Spirit that comes in Jesus' name. Take your seats. Just stay in that place of presence. Amen. beautiful Mm -mm -mm. yum that's what I say so beautiful that place and um, such a place of love there such a place of glory there Ezekiel speaks about this in Ezekiel 47 Ezekiel is a prophet Ezekiel is trying to fathom this picture that God is giving him of a place where he would want his people to live, a city without walls, a city with the presence of God as the walls around it, a place where people would be in the presence of God 24-7. And so he gives Ezekiel this picture, this angel of the Lord, takes Ezekiel to this place and shows him sort of a picture of what he's trying to see. When, when God shows prophetic things, he just doesn't say A equals B. He gives pictures. He gives visions. And we interpret those visions as being things that are personal to our lives of what he's saying. Amen. Do you understand that? So in Ezekiel 47, we see that he's talking here about a river. And they call this Ezekiel's River. And this is Ezekiel in heaven. And he's saying, and the man... This, the man is the angel, brought me back to the entrance. So Ezekiel was in the presence of the Lord. He gets taken to this place, and all these things get opened up to him. And then he has to try and interpret it and bring it back down, write it down, so that we can understand it. But God is literally speaking out about a place where he wants his people to live. Not a place as in a location, but a place as a spirit realm people. Amen. And so Ezekiel says, The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out to the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was flowing from the south side. It says that in Revelations it speaks about a river flowing from the, the very throne of God, throwing, flowing down and touching mankind. A river symbolizing the presence of the living God, symbolizing what is in heaven absolutely flowing to earth like a mighty waterfall, like a mighty river, and flooding the earth with the virtual presence of the living God. And Ezekiel's getting a picture of this river that flows from the very throne of God. And he says here in verse 3, As a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. 
He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? When he says, son of man, do you see this? He's not just saying, do you see a picture? Do you see a vision? He's saying, do you see what I'm trying to say? Do you see the place where I want my people to live? Do you see the realm of the spirit that I long for my people to dwell in? I'll go back to that in a minute. And then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on either side of the river. And he said to me, the water flows toward the eastern region and goes out into Arabia. And when it enters the sea, when it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En Gedi to En Englem, and there will be places for spreading nets. The fish there will be many of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Another version says that their leaves will be for the healing of the nations. Amen. We were just on holidays and um, with little Joey and Andrew and Jilly and Joey's just turning one next Saturday. And it's free- this water at the beach was freezing. It was like you would just get brain freeze when you jump in the ocean. And so they didn't want Joey to go in the water, but she just got this thing now where she just wants to hang on to your fingers and walk. Like she can't walk in her own, but she just wants to hang on to your fingers and walk. And she, they sort of walked her down to the edge of the water and she put a little feet in ankle deep and it was just like freezing, but she's just like laughing her head off. And she's looking at the water and she starts to push forward. It's like, I just want to go deeper, Dad. And Andrew had her and he, go, he looks at Jill. He goes, come on, Jill, she'll be fine. She's going, too freezing. It's no, she'll be fine. Dad is saying she'll be fine. And so she pushes forward and she gets in and she's knee deep. She's going, this is just not enough. You can see her little face lighting up as the waves hit her knees. And she's going, I want more. There's, I want more than this. I know there's more than this. I want to get in this. And I'm okay because my dad is with me. I've got daddy's hands. So I'm not afraid. Daddy's with me. And so she goes deeper. And now it's waist deep. And now she's really tasting that there's more. But wait, there's more. And the next minute, she just looks up at Andrew with a big grin. And he just says, come on, Joey, let's go. And he just picked her up and ran out, lifted her up over the waves into the deep ocean and just dumps her in the water, holding her, of course. And she just starts these frog legs. And she's just off and she's just laughing her head off, splashing around. She didn't want to get out. She's just like in her element. 
totally out of control. Now, if Andrew would have let her go, she may have drowned. But Andrew wasn't going to let her go. He wasn't going to let her go. He was right there with her. And this is what this story is describing. The angel of the Lord here is describing to Ezekiel, there's a place where God wants his people to live. And it surely isn't on the banks, in the sand, sitting there, watching everyone else swim and just thinking, nah, I'm not going in. You know, a lot of people, when they go to the beach, there's so many excuses why you don't go in, isn't there? One for women is, I'm too fat. I am not getting into that cosy, especially after the winter, you know, extra kilos have come on and I've got white skin on, I've got cellulite, there's no way I'm stripping down and you're going to see this body. You suddenly want to become a Muslim and wear one of those full things, you know, and um, it suddenly looks good to you. It's like, yeah, cover me up, I'll go in the water, but I am not exposing this body to anybody. And, you know... There's people like that too. You know, they see, they see God and they want God, but they just don't feel good enough. They just feel inadequate. It's just like, you know, I'll get rid of the kilos first. I'll get rid of the cellulite first, and then I'll go to God. I'll get rid of my sin first. I'll deal with my stuff first, and then I can go to God. But you see, God is calling us, he says, like children. Like children. The kingdom of God is like children. Children see it. Children love it. Children come. I was listening to little Ruby this morning. Katie and Jeff McManus are in our church, and Katie was on Singers this morning. And last week when they left church, they were driving out, and she was waving, Bye, Jesus. Bye. She thinks Jesus lives here, and she says, Bye, Jesus. And then when she came to church this morning, they thought it was just a one-off thing. When she got here, they dropped Katie off to do Singers practice, and then Jeff was taking her out to get some Maccas and she starts crying and she goes I don't want to say goodbye to Jesus yet I don't want to say goodbye to Jesus yet not even for Maccas there's something about the presence of God and children you know and because children don't really do you think that you know Joey is like concerned about her cellulite and she's got rolls of fat all over her she's absolutely gorgeous like she stands there and there's just rolls and that she's not worried about that because she's a child. She's not worried. She's not worried if, if you know, it coming into that place because her daddy is with her. And daddy's got my hands and daddy's leading me. You see, you never have to go anywhere alone in the Christian walk. He's not asking you to do anything alone. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He will uphold you with his mighty right hand. He holds on to you lovingly, like a loving father. He will never let let you drown. He will never let you burn, he said. You can walk through fires. You can go through floods. But I will be with you. Amen. I will be with you. He's your daddy. Amen. You know, once you experience the deep water of God, you're never, never satisfied again. I know when Roz first came to the church and she was saved into a, and immersed into a deep place in God and, and she didn't know how to, you know, fall over in the spirit or lay on the floor for ages or I know, I know the first time, you know, the Lord really touched her with joy and she was just laughing her head off, cacking like a chook. And, um, and you know, it's because 
She had this gift of joy to give the world. You know, everywhere she goes, she just got this joy to give the world, but the, the world had taken that from her. And when she was born again and Jesus came and he drew her into the deep water. And so she's laying on the floor and she just looks like she's laying on the floor like some, you know, like it's weird. Laying on the floor in church. Why do you go to church and lay on the floor? But to her, she's not on the floor. She's in the deep waters. She's actually swimming in God. And the next minute she just started laughing her head off really loud and God restored her joy. And now, everywhere she goes, she smiles, she laughs, and the river that came into her begins to flow out of her, and it brings life, and everything lives wherever Roz goes. So true. So true. You know, I get to stages in my life where I realise I'm back in ankle-deep water, And I get so frustrated. I was saying to Tammy this morning, there's a place of holy discontent. And it's not a discontent like a worldly discontent, like I wish I had more money or I wish I had this or I wish... It's not that. It's holy discontent. It's a place where deep inside of you, that again you're panting for water. Deep inside of you, you're longing for the deep things of God. And if you've never gone deep, then deep inside of you, there's something that's calling you deep. Amen. Psalm 42, 1 says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Where can I go to meet with God? Where can I go? Like a deer that's so thirsty, panting for water, running miles, and then finally he finds this water hole. That's what my soul is like, God. I'm so hungry for you. I'm so thirsty for you, so in love with you, Jesus. I just need to go to that deeper place and find you in that deep place. You know, in relationship, there's a place where you can get into shallow places in relationship, isn't there? You know, we just accept, you know, what's normal. And I know when James and Samara first came into the church, they were probably in that place. They are probably in that plateau place where... You know, she was pregnant with her second child and they were just, you know, going along in life, you know, just thinking, this is okay. Then they come and they get touched by God. And suddenly things begin to change. Not only do things get deeper with God, but things get deeper with each other. And all of a sudden, James looks at this woman and just goes, I love the mother of my children and actually I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper with her and I'm ready to make this commitment. And so the other night he takes her out to dinner, ladies, and Crown Plaza, they go upstairs to the Lord Ashley Bar, very romantic and classy, may I say. Because he's going, no, I want more. I want more out of this relationship and I'm ready to sow into it. So much so, this sweet, shy man in the middle of the Lord Ashley Bar got down on one knee Oh, I'm going to cry. It's so beautiful. Because Samara so deserves that. And he proposed to her, and she said he said a whole string of beautiful things about her before he proposed, you know. I can just imagine, Samara, you, your eyes are like pomegranates. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that. 
he, he said a lot of beautiful things and then he proposed to her because there was a place I'm sure in James where he says, no, I'm not satisfied with the shallow thing of a relationship. I need to go deeper. And it gets like that with God. It gets like that where you get to a place and it says, where can I go to meet with God? And he planned that. James planned it. Lord Ashley Bar, this night, going to go there, candlelight, soft music, going to meet. I'm going to meet with my bride-to-be. I'm going to propose to her. And, you know, you need to plan that with God. You know, last night, Phil was, like, working on his sermon, and I had the whole house to myself. So I put on my music, amen, Kate Miner. I love Kate Miner. And every time I put it on, my kids go, can you turn that stuff off? And Phil goes, oh, this stuff is so depressing. And I just, it's just my place where I find God. And so I put it on really loud. I thought, I can do whatever I want. No one here to whinge. And I just lit some candles and just sat in the presence of God and just begin to pour out my heart to him. I made a place where I could go meet with him. I made a place where I was willing to go deeper. Amen. Where I was wanting to find him and meet with him. Verse 7 in Ezekiel 47 says this, Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. I don't know if you've ever felt what it's like to stand under a waterfall, anybody? It is, anybody swam under one? Ooh, bit of a, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit hardcore when it hits you. But um, in the head, but it was worth it. But I remember we went on holidays with my family and um, on a Hal Warson cruiser. And we were going down this river and my dad said, I want to show you something so amazing. And we pulled in and there was this huge waterfall. And dad said, this is where we're having showers this morning, kids, uh, under the waterfall. And I'm thinking, I'm not going under that. It's cold. There might be little people and creepy crawlies. And, and he goes, Jules, just try it. It took him ages to get me in there and then when I got in and I felt that fresh cold water coming down over my head I thought it was like I was in heaven it was just like I could feel this water coming down over me and I felt like there was something spiritual happening it was so amazing and in this verse it says deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls all your waves and breakers have swept over me Anybody ever felt like that when you're just in the presence of God and it's just like these waves? And it goes, oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And it's just like you can't speak. You can't move because the waves and the breakers are coming over you. You can feel the presence of of God getting deeper and deeper and taking you to that deeper place. And I encourage you in that place, press in. Press in. In the beginning of that verse 7, it says, deep calls to deep. There is a deep in God. There is a depth in God. He's trying to say it here in Ezekiel. He's trying to say to Ezekiel, please tell my people to come and live in the deep places in me. Not to be satisfied. Yeah, it's okay when you're first born again to be in the ankle deep water, but then go deeper. Get in up to your knees. Get in up to your waist. And then throw yourself in. And you know what happens when you throw yourself into deep water? You are out of control. You can't put your feet on the bottom anymore. 
you're just getting swept along by the current like Phil was in his boat <laughs> when he was praying. <laughs> oh, oh, Phil's so lovely. He just, when he prays, he just, he just gone. He went down to the beach the other morning. It was about six o'clock in the morning, so I'll just go for a quick swim. About eight o'clock, I started to get concerned. I thought, you know, what if he got a cramp and, you know, your wives do that? And what if he's floating out there and I have to go rescue him or something like that? And I went down the beach and I just looked around the corner and he's just there on the... Just, and he's just like, I could tell he was in the zone, you know. He's just like, he's in the zone, I'm not going near him. And he finally came up for some porridge about an hour later. But it was just such, it was just so beautiful looking at him in that place. It's like, I wanted to go down and lay there next to him and go, give me some, I want some too. And the other day he's just on this big kayak and he's, he's rowing out to sea and he gets to a certain place. Oh, this is nice. This is a good place to pray. He puts his oar down, just starts praying, getting lost in God. Don't know how long he's there. And then eventually he comes to and realizes he's been swept out to sea. <laughs> Rows back in. He gets to, he, honestly, he was really puffy when he got, when he got back to me. He was like, Oh, oh, man, that was so worth it, but because there's a deep in God that cries out to a deep in us. And it says here, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. And God is calling you to that deep place in him. There's a depth of God. There's so much that God wants to give you. And you're, and you, and you're satisfied with ankle living. You're satisfied with knee-deep living. But he's saying, no, I've got an abundance. I want to not just get you fully in the water. I want to get the waves crashing over your head. I want to pour waterfalls down in your life. Fresh, living water. Amen. <clears throat> See, Ezekiel 47, 11 says this, and this is sort of the downside. It says, but the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They'll be left for salt. You know, when you stop in God, when you stop wanting and, and longing for those deep places, you become a swamp or a marsh. And not only are you no good to anyone else, you're no good to yourself. Anybody been around swamps and marshes? They really stink. Like they get, you know, that, that it's that still water, they get mozzies, it gets yucky, it gets muddy. It's just horrible. And nothing can live there. And it says it turns to salt. And I was thinking of... Um, Job's wife, you know, when she come out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and God says, don't look back. When she looked back, she turned to a pillar of salt. And I was thinking that it's like when we backslide in God, when we're going back and we're going, we go backwards in God instead of going forward, then we start to become salty and we start to become like a marsh or a swamp. And God wants us to keep moving forward and live in deep sea living because it says that everything in the deep places lives and Ezekiel 47 6 says this the river of God just put that one up Ezekiel 47 6 B 6 B yeah next bit yeah no I wanted 6 B is there a half of 6 there. I don't know what I've written that there for. But I've got written here, the river of God can make a difference to you and all of those around you. It says that fish of many kinds 
are found in the deep places. And it talks about the trees being along the banks of the river that bear much fruit and the leaves that bring healing to the nations. That's you. You are, you are trees that bear fruit in season. That's you. As you swim in this river, as you live in this river, you become this tree that then has leaves that brings healing to the nation. And you go and you catch multiple amounts of fish. What are the fish? The fish are souls. And all the fish that live in this deep place, you can't catch them unless you go to the deep. If you're swamp, if you're swamp living, and you go up to a, a new, a, you know, an unsafe person, and you've got, you know, blowflies and 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 mozzies hanging around you, and you've got a bit of a stench, stale stench, and you go, yeah, come to Jesus, it's awesome. I thought of one of those swamp creatures then, you know. <laughs> come to Jesus. But but if you live in the deep, if you live in the deep, then you have this beautiful fruit. You have these beautiful leaves that are for the healing. And when you reach out your hand, it's like the healing of God is in your hands. It's like, it's like the river of God flows from your mouth. Amen. Jesus said this in John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Let's stand to our feet tonight in his presence. I'm going to sing this song again. Amen. And I'm just going to ask as I sing this song, if you really want to go deeper in God, then let's just fill this altar up. Amen. And then I'm just going to come around and lay hands on people speak over people's lives and get us into that deep place. Amen. You can move this, thanks.